Welcome to the Champagne Way, a podcast devoted to living every day like a celebration. the champagne way episode 59 quarantini episode number three the tiger king stop if you have not watched the tiger king first of all what are you doing with your life and what are you doing wrong in this quarantine it's not watching that so go watch that and then listen because there's going to be spoilers i'm Lindsay. i'm trina and i'm jess (laughs) That's right. So many spoilers in this episode. But to get this started, what's in your cup? Let's start with you, Lindsay. Well, I'm drinking vodka water. (laughs) All right. What about you, Jess? (laughs) Um, I'm double fisting. Um, And so I have a frozen beverage that has um, uh, coconut rum and some strawberry margarita single to go powder and crushed ice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have gin and soda and lime juice. Oh, wow. Hell yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, I guess we're on trend this week because I am drinking a, a Jack and Water with a splash of Coke, my go-to cocktail at most bars. Um, so obviously none of us are drinking champagne this week. <laughs> I had it today. Yeah. I was say so you're like, what, five okay. glasses in? Eight. Eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> Beverage. had a good uh, day. <laughs> I have. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I think this. We're, we've, we've moved past the champagne while podcasting uh, point in our quarantine stay-at-home time. Yeah, that's why it's like. We need hard liquor. It's, it's, it's time for liquor. We're on like our third week of exclusive yeah. quarantine. Lindsay's still having to work through all of it. So we're just at this point. It's, it's yeah. time to liquor up. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. how about that drinking game? Because we're bringing it back. Since we're drinking the good stuff, we might as well. Not well. <sighs> I mean, good stuff would also be champagne if we weren't, you know, trying to preserve our, our qual- quantities. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Lindsay, what's our drinking game this week? All right. Whenever we say the word tiger, drink. Everyone's going to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Even Don't if- drink and drive. Blah, 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 blah. Still drink responsibly <laughs> because the hospital staff doesn't need to take care of your uh, too drunk ass right now. Yeah. There you go. Amen. <laughs> so be responsible and enjoy drinking and working at home. You're welcome, yeah. guys. That's right. And with that, let's get right into this. Tiger King. Ooh. Okay. So I'm going to start because this is the uh, Netflix show or the reality, whatever the fuck I said last. Docu- docu-series. We mentioned docu-series? it in the last episode. Yes. We mentioned it the last episode. So essentially, Joe Exotic has a tiger farm, which is bad. Don't start a tiger farm. But uh, he essentially has like a rivalry with Carol Baskins. Anyway, we're going to get down and low. And again, you've got to watch it. You should already know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So and uh, let's let's tell him a little bit more about about Joe Exotic. He's the main person on this show. So he's not just a 
a guy who owns a bunch of tigers. He's he's also a polygamist gay man who married yeah. straight men. He also yeah. um what is it that he runs for president. He runs for president and governor. And governor. Yep. And, and he has a music gun. music videos yep. and music videos he's, he's and a, gun. He likes mouth. to he's blow stuff up. He does. Yep. He loves he, likes he loves guns. <laughs> meth. He definitely oh, meth, likes yeah. meth. <laughs> he's in he's in Oklahoma. Yep. Yeah. And he let, he can turn straight man gay. Yes. According yes. And he also uh had I don't know if y'all remember this from this little seed in the beginning of the first episode, I think. He has a line of, of uh, Joe Exotic underwear that he used to sell oh in my. his store. God, that's right. Um, yep. All the yeah, little things there... that you don't remember until later. If you were to go back to the first episode now, you'd probably be like, oh, God. Uh, I mean, yep. He has, he has his own underwear. He has his own, like, T-shirts. and He um, had a big social media presence, but I don't know if you can find all that info now on him. But he well, apparently, knows? man, it, it's kind of, I kind of wish I had seen this train wreck years ago when he was on social media just, like, doing live you. broadcasts all the time and posting videos and I mean, and he and he has the public come to his zoo, farm, whatever tiger zoo farm, um, to come and see his animals. Yeah, and he also like because it costs a lot of money to feed tigers, and so yes. he essentially gets like the rotten meat from Walmart. First of all, lets his staff go through it first and pick what they want. And then gives the rest of it to the tigers. And he lets his staff go through it first because he severely underpays them. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. The amount of work they did for the little amount of pay God. just was shocking. I don't know about you guys, but I was like, well, clearly he also, he would go to the bus stop and pick up the people who were let go, uh, probably, I mean, getting out of prison or something. And, you know, I, I've heard from my dad before who works as a corrections officer, they will give someone to get out of prison, like a one-way ticket on a bus, which is also why you should be careful if you ever ride the Greyhound. <laughs> and uh, they just go somewhere, and sometimes they don't have anyone picking them up, and that's what he would do, is he'd pick up these people who had nothing, no, no, nowhere to go, nothing to do, and couldn't get a job probably anywhere, and hire them to work like he was their savior at his... Uh, his zoo and what yeah. paid him like a hundred bucks a week and put him in a trailer and gave him expired yeah. meat. They worked what 14 hours a day, but then mm. he would give them first dibs on the, the rotten, rotten meat. meat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, sounds like a fair and deal. He ha- <laughs> yeah. And he had, he had his music videos and he had a, he had a brand. The Joe yeah. did brand. Yeah. I think he, he had did. a brand before he realized he had a brand. He just wanted he, to be famous more than anything. Yeah. He wanted, he wanted to be the king. Yeah. He wanted to be yeah. the king. Yeah. Which um, man. So yeah. I came across this list online from a guy named Robert Moore, who spent four years working on a podcast and a long magazine story about Joe and Carol. So we'll have to go into who Carol is in a minute, too. Oh, boy. Yeah. But he uh, actually spent a week living at the zoo and spoke uh, with almost everyone you see in the documentary. Um, and he even attended the trial. So he got on Twitter and he basically went through and put out uh, like t- did a Q&A with people. And then he also um, posted like 20 facts and or 24 facts or random little tidbits that don't necessarily get addressed in the documentary or he gives additional details about them. 
Oh, okay. It's going to be, I I think y'all are going to find a lot of this very, very interesting. But first, before that, I want you guys to give us a little brief, uh, our listeners, a brief intro about Carol Baskin, because I'm sure they've seen the memes about, you know, fuck that bitch, Carol Baskins. And who is Carol Baskins? Motherfucking Carol Baskins started with the coronavirus. She started the coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. She probably did. Um, So Carol Baskins is, uh, she owns the Big Cat Rescue, which is down in Florida. And uh, she basically has the same thing that Joe Exotic does. She has a zoo with a bunch of uh, tigers and ligers and ants. Chimps and all, all sorts of things. But um, she runs it mm-hmm. supposedly as like a volunteer. She has volunteers come in and help her run the place for free. Uh, she charges admission because it all goes towards the welfare of these animals. Rescue. And the, the, res- rescue. the rescue. But essentially she's doing the same thing as him. She's caging up these animals and exploiting them to fill her pockets. She does at least go to D.C. and try to you know get le- legislation passed to, for them but it's also so that she can kind of own the market it seems mm-hmm. so yeah Jess, I see your face what's what's your thoughts on this oh look all you cats and kittens <laughs> <laughs> which is her go-to phrase she also did the social media thing yeah she has a big social media first of all can i bring up um, so Carol Baskin first got into all of this with her first husband, mm-hmm. um, who she met on the side of the road. She got into his car. Um, yeah. Does that mean she was a prostitute? That was exactly my thought when I saw that episode. I was like, yeah, that she was a hooker. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Anyway, so she got into his car and I guess they got together and then... Um, they all of a sudden had all these, he was like really into the big cats and everything like that. So then she got into the big cats and everything. Mm -hmm. And so then she started taking, breeding these cats and taking them away from their moms and dressing them up. And I don't know, she's very Joe exotic too. And so then she and her first husband were not having a great relationship. It seemed he was flying off to Costa Rica, right? Mm -hmm. He would fly off to Costa Rica like once a month to get more animals, I guess. Um, And then I guess Carol was not really into it as much uh, in terms of like the whole, like her her first husband's really into breeding them, right? Mm -hmm. That's what it was. And then Carol's like, I'm not really sure about the breeding thing anymore. Um, And then her first husband disappeared. Mm -hmm. But apparently going to Costa Rica, but I don't know. But Joe Exotic... He claims in all of his uh, social media and also a music video that she killed her husband and fed him to the tigers. Yeah. Yes. It's very questionable. He had tried to file a restraining order against her. and Yeah. And his first husband. It just, it, it the judge, I guess, denied it because there wasn't proof necessarily, but still mm-hmm. there was... He did try to file a restraining order. There's proof. He tried. Um, he mentioned to someone that he might be, if he can pull off some sort of stunt, then then he's going to be doing great. And then all of a sudden, he just disappeared. And there wasn't like right. N- it didn't lead to anything. Like there was nothing more than that comment said, essentially. And there was some fishy stuff around, like his plane and stuff like that. I think well, his van was found um, at the airport, but there's no record yes. of him leaving. His keys yeah. are in the van. It's it's like he just disappeared. 
And the other thing was that she broke into his office and stole the two copies of his will. And then when he, she presented one of them that had been altered or supposedly altered, it said in it, uh, that uh, so there was some line in it about if he had ever disappeared, as opposed to normally that would never say disappeared. It would just say something like um, if he ever died, like that. Oh, right, like right, in right. his will. And, like who writes? Yeah. If I ever disappear, this is what happens to my right. right. They, they interviewed his attorney. Oh, and I forgot they interviewed his first wife that he left to go with Carol Baskin, and they interviewed her and I think his two daughters, mm-hmm. and they totally think Carol had something to do with this. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she threatened yeah, them. They like inter- yeah, 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 yeah. They they totally think Carol had something to do with this. Um, and now, did you guys see that the sheriff and I guess his county implored it because of this Netflix series, they like reopened the case. Hmm. Yeah. Well, right. hopefully they can find something. <laughs> There's uh, a that's Carol Baskin in the past. All right. Yeah. So Trina, I'm excited to hear what else you got because. I mean, I'm obsessed. I'm going to watch it for a second time. So tell me, tell me what, you, what else you got. Uh, well, first, I have to actually say in the in the documentary, it's funny because everyone, including myself, has referred to the missing husband of Carol's as her first husband. But I'm pretty sure in the documentary it says she left her first husband for the guy that supposedly she fed to tigers. But it oh, wasn't God, probably it wasn't for three years after they met. So, hmm. like, she didn't file, oh. or she didn't file for divorce until then. I, I guess. So I don't know if it's oh. a pimp or something. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, of course, he left his wife and his kids for her too. Yeah, and and then she ended up with that uh, the other husband that they they show on the series, um, and that's who they show. And then, and then it all ends up that Joe Exotic is maybe trying to kill Carol, and that's what he goes to jail for. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's the series. And that's the series, in a nutshell. You should watch it because it's <laughs> in very entertaining. <laughs> All right. So first things first. This has to do with uh, uh, something you had already mentioned, Jess. Um, Joe did not write or sing any of those country songs. It was an outfit called the Clinton Johnson Band, and Joe just sang softly over the top of the vocal track. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. They got Millie Vanillied. Yes, 100%. I mean, I'm sure that he he probably paid them something to write the songs just because obviously there were songs about specifically Carol Baskins. And then there was one specifically yeah. called like I See Tiger. So, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully that band just didn't write weird songs like that. But <laughs> and he sang over them. But I mean, I, I don't see how anyone could have thought that that was him singing. Cause that was actually a pretty decent voice. But listening to him talk like this, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that you could put those two together. I have an an additional fun fact about them. Can I just share? Yeah, definitely. uh, Really quick. Um, So they're from Washington State, uh, that duo. um, And they they connected with Exotic via an ad looking for someone to write a theme song for his private zoo, as well as the In the Works reality TV show about it. <laughs> um, so that's how they got involved. Um, and they, they in 2002, they were local artists to watch in Washington State because several of their songs were due to be featured in a movie called Nude Nuns with Big Guns. Oh. Wow. Oh. 
Okay. Now I want to look up this band. They seem special. So, anyway, <laughs> that's just a, a couple of additional fun facts about them. Well, that's wow. the Clinton Johnson band, if anyone wants to go Google that right now. Clinton yeah. Johnson. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Um, All right, Trina, what else you got? Uh, well, what do you think happens with uh, when Joe's cats died? Um, he probably fed them to the cats. Or they got into the Walmart bin. Probably in some way, because um, what they said here was when his cats died, a lot of them would get sold to this strange bone museum in o- Oklahoma City, uh, where they got sold somewhere else and just anybody else's guess. But basically, there's a museum in OKC that's called Skeletons Museum of Osteology, and it's a skeleton museum. I've never heard of such a thing, but huh. like the picture that it shows, it literally looks like, you know, have you ever... Uh, seen in like Jurassic Park or something where it's like they have the museums and they have like dinosaur bones. Yeah. It's it's almost like a looking at the picture of it, it looks like you'd walk into a room and it'd be like there's glass rooms all the way around you, but instead of dinosaur bones, it's just bones of different animals set up like okay. their natural habitat. It's weird. Yeah, that's really so weird. He, I mean there's all kinds of weird museums out there in the world, but sure. Yeah. It's But what could you do with that many tuckers? That's yeah. what I'm going to say. That's so many times. Like, you can't show them. You can't just display. You can't. God, there'd be a whole room named after him. The Joe Exotic Tiger Room. Yeah. Yeah. In that museum. Like I said, who knows? They might have sold off those, some of the bones elsewhere, but they at least a few of them went there. Um, you're right. Probably the rest of them got fed back to their other, his other cats because he was so short on meat supply. I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. I mean, yeah. right. Um, wow. Yeah. So here's one. Um before Joe married John or Travis. And these are the two husbands that are featured majority of the time in the documentary. And there's a third one that was towards the end. Yeah. What was his name? His name was like Dylan or, uh, Oh yeah. Something? At the end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, there, yeah. That was yeah. the third husband. Okay. Or so you husband. think there was oh, actually, uh, before he married John or Travis, he married another young straight guy named JC Hartpence. Hartpence Sorry, later, what? yeah, J.C. Hartpence. His name is uh, Jeffrey Hartpence. Oh, and Lord. Okay. He later served time in prison for molesting a young girl and is now serving life in prison for first-degree murder. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... Seriously? A, uh-huh. So he, That's... Yeah. Not actually shocking at all. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, I think the shocking thing is that now we're up to four men that we know of. Four straight men that straight. he talked. Seduced. Yeah. Like yeah. tigers and meth. And meth. And meth. I mean, so I do think we need to pause a second there before going with this list and talk a little bit about the husbands because <sighs> they were like. Again, th- first of all, so many tattoos. The one dude in the entire documentary never wore a shirt, I swear, when he was on <laughs> He didn't. Like, <laughs> no. Like, but he actually seemed halfway normal. It just seemed like he was doing it for the myth. Yeah. Oh, I, I heard, I don't know if this is in your trivia, but I heard uh, that he got upset that they didn't interview him with the actual teeth. Like, he got new teeth later. Yep. Yep. There was a picture of him with his new teeth in this uh, Twitter feed. And then the author ended up taking it down because Joe had asked him to. Because I guess people were taking it and putting it all over the uh, 
all over the internet comparing like the before meth and after meth kind of thing. Um, we also see in the documentary where at the end he's getting one of his tattoos that was dedicated to Joe King. It was like what Joe King property I, or something. Yeah, I think it was like property of like Joe Exotic or whatever, um, right in the uh, uh, tr- trending down and toward the private areas. Yeah. So, and he got yeah. that covered by a bull, but I've just got to say, why did they not make it a little bit bigger so that it would like cover all of the, the joke? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to find a good tattoo artist, y'all, uh, especially a cover up artist. Uh, did you see the rest uh, of the tattoos on his body? He didn't have a good tattoo artist to begin with. Like, I'm telling you. Those, none of those looked good. <laughs> and then his yeah. second husband ended up shooting himself. Oh my God, that was insane. Was that the thing that, that you had insane. posted about or, or like commented online? Like, whoa, you got to episode five and it was just like, oh my God. No, that was about his political aspiration that okay. I literally fell off the couch. Yeah, the mm. political aspirations definitely got me like, whoa. That's, that's when he ran for president and uh, people, uh, that's when I just fell off the couch and said, this is how, <laughs> this is how we are where we are today right now. And, and some people actually thought they were being funny and voted for him. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a waste yeah, of a vote, guys. Just don't do I, that. Even if you don't like the other candidates, that's just a waste of a vote. I, I just wanted to, that's when I was like, every, I was like, every vote matters and all your local government matters as we are seeing right now in our current situation. And that's just when I fell off the couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so a lot. What, yeah. But yeah, that was a horrible thing when his second husband killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. Accident. Yeah. Or third yeah. husband. I don't uh, know when. Well, I guess technically it would have been his third, but according to the documentary, it was the second. Um, Travis. Yeah. Um, who Travis. looked like such a normal kid in all those pictures when he first started there and then obviously meth. Um, I mean, he, he yeah. was. Or he was probably just depressed from that situation. They said. I think they interviewed, was it like the campaign guy that ran, the guy that ran his campaign? He just said he felt like, I think, very just like kind of manipulated and like just trapped in that situation. Right. Yeah. They, that Joe wouldn't let him leave the zoo. Yeah. And- yeah. He just, he just felt like he just couldn't get out. Yeah. And then so. he was just playing with the gun and had just got done telling that guy, the, the campaign manager, that he like, it won't go off and then shot himself. Yeah, yeah so. I don't know if that really he was just really playing with it or if he was being I don't know, but yeah. that's horrible. Yeah, yeah it's awful. That's pretty awful. Yeah. Alrighty, so moving on to the next one. Um, so this gets into the whole um, fire situation. Y'all remember that oh, part? Okay, the so alligators. This, this is very interesting. So in the documentary, <clears throat> there's a, there's a fire in one of this like warehouse building that they have on the property, and it's where Joe does all of his filming for his TV show, green screen in the background and everything. And apparently, it's also the same building where he keeps all of his crocodiles and alligators, um, and as one does, as one does, yeah, and. Uh, all of the footage supposedly got like burnt up in this fire, which clearly not all of it did because otherwise how they would they have had everything for the documentary? I think some of that well, obviously. Okay. So can I just say, I feel like the people making the documentary were separate from the guy making his yes. TV show, right? Yes. Those are two separate things. Yeah. That's I think true. So. That's true. 
Well, so but yeah, which I so I've, I've got some interesting things about that. Fire comes up like okay. three times in this list. Just so you know. Okay. 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 So this one, it says, at one point, I was investigating the fire at the zoo, and I interviewed the case officer at the Wynwood Police Department, Brian Gordon, over the phone. The next day, I got a call from Joe, furious, saying he'd gotten a call from Brian that I was asking about him. I said, Joe, why is the case officer on the case in which you are a suspect, uh, why is he calling you to tell you a reporter is asking questions about you? And Joe said, well, he's also my limo driver, which was <gasps> true. So the person investigating oh. his fire, where he is a suspect, also happened to be his limo driver. Yeah. What? Anyways, it also okay. goes on to say here, anyway, this is where Brian Gordon ended up. Former police chief found guilty of sexually assaulting intellectually disabled man. <gasps> yep. Not kidding. No. <laughs> yep. So. Okay. Uh, Joe had uh, himself surrounded by some very influential people, but also some still really messed up people. So it just goes to show, it just like goes deeper and deeper down the hole of like <laughs> what all he had his hands on. Uh, oh, wow. Yep. Let's see. Um, oh, here's just a random, well, it's a little thing. He, he knew Josh Dial, the guy uh, from the campaign campaign manager mm -hmm. a little bit longer yeah, yeah. than you see because one night in 2015 uh joe and i were walking through the walmart when a portly uh bespectacled young gay guy walked up shook joe's hand and thanked joe for being the only out and proud gay man for many miles when he was growing up the kid was josh dial who later ran joe's campaigns right i knew they met at the walmart because he worked in the gun section yep yeah, yeah. That's he right, was the he, did. he was the gun guy, I guess, before he and he's the one that saw Travis shoot himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. Um. Oh, this is the one that shocked me the most. Uh, oh, okay. okay, okay. For a long time, Joe told everyone he was dying from prostate and bone marrow cancer. He raised money from his Facebook fans for his expenses. He, he showed me this horrifying photo as proof. I later learned he just had an infected prostate, dehydration, and a bad outbreak of herpes in this picture. This picture, guys, is pretty disgusting. Like, can you guys see it on the video? Yeah. Like, it looks oh. like he definitely, like... It, it's Joe Exotic. You can see the hair, the roots growing out, the, the rings on his nose, his ears, eyebrows. It's... It almost looks like um, like a meth source. It probably is. It's it, oh He looks God. pretty bad in it, but apparently he put photos out saying that he was uh, dying from prostate and bone marrow cancer and raised money. Uh -uh. Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. Um, and, and they didn't mention did, that once in the documentary. I guess because there's just so many things. They were like, oh, let's pick and choose the biggest ones. Did they say on. when in the timeline that was? They didn't say when the, the timeline was, but it... it it would have been, I mean, if he had fans already, then he was, I mean, it had to have been while he had the zoo, which he had for a long time. So God. he could have gone in remission or anything like that. Who knows? But yeah. Wow. So um, y'all remember James Gerritsen um, from the show? He's the guy who at uh, the end was riding off on like the jet ski for some random reason. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Doesn't he didn't, make any sense. He didn't sense. have a neck. Yeah. He didn't have a neck. No that's neck. A, no, he didn't have a neck. <laughs> and that's the guy that had that like illegal little animal in the cage. And that's why like the feds 
got him or whatever. Mm-hmm. He owned like yeah, a yeah, store yeah. and apparently a couple different like strip clubs e- or something. E- yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, this here, it says um, that weird warehouse that he was uh, sitting in. Like, apparently people were asking a lot of questions about that. And it was a place that he owned or once owns now. Who knows? But he called it Tiger Liquidation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was the name of his store. Yeah. It's creepy. Just a little weird. That, yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Let's see. Two fun, odd facts about Rick Kirkman. Rick Kirkman was the uh, the guy who was filming, like the producer, TV producer who was filming the documentary. Oh, yeah, Not yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, who produced uh, the, TV, the show. TV show. The guy that just sat there drinking coffee and, yeah. Chain-smoking cigarettes the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, and at one point, he was uh, also uh, a person of interest that they were, Joe Exotic was trying to blame yeah. him for uh, all of the, the, the film studio or the warehouse burning down yeah. and the alligators getting burned up. Um, but it actually was a lot of Rick's stuff and a lot of his footage that got burned up. So he, of course, was like, well, why would it have been me? Um, anyways, this kind of leads to uh, interesting information about that. Before meeting Joe, he had made a film about his addiction to crack cocaine. Does that Shocker. surprise anybody? <laughs> nope. No. It does talk in the documentary about how he, he used to be working the world oh of my God. news broadcasting. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I was wondering how someone goes from being a really good anchor man to, or like news production to working yeah. for Joe Exotic. Apparently, this is how. There's a stair step in the middle where you make a film about your own crack cocaine addiction. <laughs> wow. Well, wow. Yeah, you, know. you know, that's probably how he got involved with Joe. In some way. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the other fact, after the zoo fire, Rick moved to Dallas. Then his house mysteriously burned down, almost killing him. He then fled to Norway, where he lives now. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yep. Well. So that explains his him being in the very different set than everyone else and why they probably got all of the footage of him. And, like, you notice he always looks the same when he was talking. It's because he was yeah. there. Like chain smoking in Norway while they were talking to him about this. So, wow. Yeah. What about the guy in the bathtub? Which guy in the bathtub? The one guy does all his interviews in the freaking bathtub. I don't remember that guy. Okay. Guy. I'll send y'all the meme after, but he does all the interviews in the freaking bathtub. Oh. He's like the ball headed guy. Oh no! He just did that one interview in the bathtub. That's a hitman. That, okay. Yeah. Okay. That, I do remember at one point I was like, "Why is, why are they interviewing him in the bathtub right now?" Yeah, he did go take a bath. It doesn't make any sense. I um, don't know. It was weird. Yeah. So. All right, um, Trina. What else you got? All right. So. This is this is getting into the Carol Baskin stuff now. So oh boy, here we go, here yeah. we go, Carol. After Don Lewis vanished, and that so Don Lewis was like the the first husband that everyone talks talks about that she probably fed to the tigers. Um, so this was Do- after Don Lewis vanished, but before Carol married Howard, which is the second husband that we see mostly in the documentary. She dated a guy named Jay Bacall. In 2002, Jay filed a restraining order against Carol, which includes some bizarre and suspicious-sounding details regarding Don's disappearance. Have y'all seen oh. anything about this? 
No. no. So I have actually what he wrote in uh, in the restraining order. Uh, so okay. This was on October 16th of 2002. It says, uh, on the phone and at home, um, let's see, uh, the respondent told me she will kill me Oh, sorry. So she will kick my ass out of there, uh, whatever it takes. I honestly fear I am in danger of death or seriously serious bodily injury because uh, her prior husband is missing and presumed dead. One day she said to me when I asked her what happened, uh, what happens if your husband shows up now? Her response was dead body cannot talk. Her former husband's Ooh. daughter told me... Um, she could be dangerous and watch my back. Uh, respondent mm-hmm. uh, carries, when they say respondent, that's Carol. Uh, uh, yeah. She carries two guns loaded always, one on her, uh, and one in her, uh, one on her in her truck and one in her residence. She said she was a suspect in her husband's disappearance. Recently, three to four days ago, she told me, uh, human bones were found near Lazy Day's RV center. She said she hopes it's not on her property or she will be in deep shit. So, oh. <laughs> that was in his, it's like handwritten and there's pictures of it, copies of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> the plot thickens. The plot thickens. Yeah, it does. Like, how did, the plot. How did this not end up in the hands of the the people who were investigating uh don's disappearance like probably did i mean he was i mean i guess plays walmart delivery guy yeah oh i I mean Mm -hmm. it it probably did and they still just like if they don't have any physical evidence who knows um right well but they'll probably look at that again when since they've reopened the case yeah so uh, here's something that hasn't, I, I haven't seen anything in the news about this, and it's probably because it was announced before the documentary came out. Um, but it was announced back in November that the Joe Exotic Tiger King podcast um, will be made into a miniseries f- for Universal starring Kate McKinnon as Carol Baskin. No announcement yet on who will play Joe. But guys, I really was hoping Kate McKinnon would be Joe. <laughs> Maybe she's playing both parts and we just don't know it yet. Oh my God, that would be awesome. Uh, but I, I am kind of excited oh because the the Joe Joe Exotic story, the saga, it's it's not over yet, guys. We get to watch it done in by Kate McKinnon. I love her. That's, that, that's going to be hilarious. Like I'm actually, really I want sure. her to be Joe Exotic. Yeah. She could play both parts, Carol and Joe. Yeah, I feel like she'd be a better Joe. Yeah. She really would, actually. She probably would. Like, she really would. Yeah. Um, as mentioned oh before, God. if you uh, are wondering what happened to his first husband, John, the one that is yeah. featured in the documentary a lot, um, that he is, uh, he, I guess, texted this guy, Robert Moore, that he has a new job as a welder and a whole new set of pearly whites. So the picture that is going around where he actually does have all of his teeth and it actually looks like he could be decently good looking, you know, and not a meth addict. Um, it's, it's the real, real story. He, not a Photoshop. He um, actually has real teeth and well, not real and teeth. Didn't he has teeth. <laughs> Isn't he with a lady right now too? Well, I, I don't know if he's Wasn't still with he her, with but that was the whole thing in the documentaries that he left Joe. He left Joe for a woman. And it was the woman who worked in the gift shop, I guess, at the zoo. Oh, yeah. And it was because she was pregnant. 
So yeah, yeah, they like yeah. briefly mentioned it, probably as short as the statement that I just said, and then never talked about it again in the episode. Again, I think it's yeah. like this probably so, could have been like a series that went on for like three seasons had they actually put in all of like really fleshed out all the details. No, oh my god, are you kidding me? This could be a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know what I mean, like how a soap opera, it's like. Every, every, like, day, it's, like, a new thing, and it comes in, and, like, it's, like, it left off, like, the minute before the day before. That's what this could be. Mm-hmm. This is, like, a soap opera. It really is. It really is. Um, let's see. There's some... Um... Okay, this is the one that I was really excited about sharing for you guys. So this guy okay. said, one day, a source sent me some messages that came from Joe's phone. Joe's contacts, contacts tended to be listed as... James Tiger or Mark Police. I noticed one of the contacts was simply Mike Hit. I called up the number and it turned out to be a guy named Psycho Mike. He was a former hitman or bone collector for a Mexican gang in Dallas. He'd since given that life up. Recently, he'd been helping Joe try to get a zoo opened in Dallas. Sure, sure. Sure, sure. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Uh, First of all, if you have the nickname Psycho Mike. Yeah, um, right? <laughs> come on. Actually, this could be an ex-boyfriend of mine because that's <laughs> my nickname for him. Yeah. Um, I just like that he actually, like this guy probably on a hunch was like, hmm, his name's Mike Hit. What does that mean? <laughs> when he's got people in there as Mark Police or James Tiger. <laughs> like, come on. Wow, Tiger. Yeah. Um, but he, I did. Uh, he, he, he. You read further along in this, and he says he asked uh, whether Joe ever approached him about killing Carol, and supposedly Psycho Mike said uh, no, he that he had not. Um, and the mm-hmm. other thing was they they ended up meeting up in uh, Dallas and talked for a long time off the record. Uh-huh. about who knows what the fact that he mentioned that means that he learned a lot of very interesting things probably um right. then he turned on the recorder and asked him how much in his experience it should cost to take a hit out on someone and his answer surprised him so i've got that recording here if y'all want to hear and if you're curious yeah. <laughs> so from very, yes. from psycho mike let me play this little clip let me get pulled up it's very, very interesting. So if, if he were to approach you, what's, what is a reasonable amount of money for someone to ask for? Wait, real quick, can y'all hear that? How much is mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Making sure y'all can get so it. So if, if he were to approach you, what's, what is a reasonable amount of money for someone to ask for, for a, a, a hitman? How much does a hit usually cost? In, your in my, my personal opinion? A lot more than four thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's gonna. I mean, uh, back in the day, to break a leg was like twenty five hundred dollars, three thousand dollars. I mean, if you was to give somebody two, three thousand to go kill somebody, they'd probably take the money and leave. I'll be honest with you. I would just laugh. I get the fuck out of my face, especially for that. You know, I'll be honest with you. That's the honest opinion. For a hit, I mean, you're looking at anywhere from. Fifty to one hundred, two hundred thousand dollars, and at that, it's got to be somebody that nobody knows. But this lady was important, you know. You might as well just say, "Hey, let's go kill the mayor." 
because everybody knew her. She had an open business. She had a Facebook. When someone does a hit on somebody, like let's say a wife or a husband or something like that, from what you see on TV, it's usually people you don't hear about, don't even know who they are, up until the news gets a hold of them. So a picture of somebody famous. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Thoughts on what it costs to get a hitman. Psycho Mike clearly hasn't watched too many episodes of Snapped. That's what I was about to say. Because on Snapped, you can get a hit for like mm, 5,000 or less. I guess in his opinion, like for him being a professional hitman, he was like, no. He's experienced. He's experienced. He has experience. Apparently, if you want a (laughs) clean job, not like the, you know, pay a guy who goes down to Florida, gets drunk, falls asleep on a beach, and then goes home. (laughs) I mean, all those those people on Snap got caught. That's true. That that is a true statement. But he's charging a lot for just breaking a leg. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's why he's not in jail. I was about to say, Psycho Mike is not in jail, but he's an expert. <laughs> he's man, down so. in Dallas, like retirement, I guess. So. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's out of the biz now. And, you know, into exotic animals, which apparently, you know, all normal people are. <laughs> I, Jesus, <laughs> I guess so. True story. So. How interesting. Never would have get, that's a, that's a, you got to take out a, like, mortgage or a loan to, like, get a hit out on somebody. God. Mm-hmm. Nighty. Yeah. No. Um, God. So they also had. So now he's getting into in this list um, uh, things that w- happened in the trial. So in mm-hmm. this next one, it was to anyone who came away from the Tiger King Netflix show thinking Joe was framed, because apparently there are people out there who think Joe Exotic was framed, and there's like oh, the hashtag free Joe Exotic. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. It would, God. I don't see how you could watch that show and think, yeah, he was definitely not the most guilty person on that show, but he was clearly guilty, like of so many things. So Everybody many things. on that show was guilty of something. Yeah. Oh yeah. But here's a taped conversation that happened between Joe and James. Um, and James was the guy again, no neck, drove off on the jet ski. Speedboat. Yep. <laughs> the jet ski, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So he, of course, was recording the conversations and Joe didn't know about it. Uh, but um, the the actual conversation they have typed out here from uh, what they played as an uh, government exhibit 51A from the trial. Um, <clears throat> it basically said in there, uh, from Joe Exotic, yeah, what I am doing is having him buy a Go phone uh, down there, and Jeff is buying a Go phone so they can communicate and then throw them away. And we are going to overnight his phone to Vegas, and Jeff is going to text pictures every once in a while back to the staff so that way his phone registers in Vegas. So it was very clear that both Jeff and uh, Joe were in on it. Um, then Garrettson says, damn. And then Joe Exotic's response: As long as he don't he don't get caught red-handed, I think uh, I think we got this. And of course, Garrettson's like, "Yeah, sure, you got this." And uh, Maldonado, of course, this goes by their last names in there, which was uh, Joe Exotic's last name. He says, uh, "But if they bust him red-handed, me and Jeff are just we got our story down to where we fired the motherfucker, and he just went off the deep end." So they were definitely going to pin it on that guy. He was definitely best off that he ended up, like I said, took the what two thousand dollars, got drunk on a beach, and then went home. 
Yep. Smart cut. So, yeah. Probably the best thing you yeah. ever did. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, uh, here's another fun one. When Jeff teamed up with Joe, and so in this show, Jeff, uh, Jeff is the one that basically buys out Joe, supposedly screws Joe over, takes his right. from him. Uh, he was like uh-huh. an investor from Vegas. Well, um, when Jeff teamed up with Joe, one of their schemes was to buy the land next door and open a bisexual strip club slash petting zoo called Tigers and Dreams. Later, that plan changed into opening a drive-in movie theater. <laughs> How do you go from one <laughs> to the other? <laughs> and Jeff, you know, pretty- yeah, Jeff convinced a guy named Joe Barth to lend him some equipment to start construction on this project and then jeff went and sold the equipment barth filed a lawsuit the next the next day barth's house mysteriously burned down are you <laughs> like kidding both of your faces just at the same time like jaw dropped like wait what i don't even know i'm shocked <laughs> it's just funny like how like so much happened in the documentary that that didn't even make it <laughs> like literally the next day his house burned down uh-huh Yep. Wow. He, he like filed a lawsuit and then his house burned down. Yep. Filed a lawsuit against Jeff for giving him equipment and then Jeff selling that equipment. And he filed a lawsuit against him and his house burnt down uh, mysteriously. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. <clears throat> so. One. <laughs> one more on that. Like I oh, said, yep. fire comes oh. up more than once. <laughs> in this. Oh my God. Jeff Johnson, who used to be friends with Joe then had a falling out and Johnson started an online campaign to expose Joe and Jeff Lowe to be frauds. Now, Jeff Lowe is the one that we've been talking about before the previous Jeff. Um, And so he was trying to start an online campaign to expose Joe and Jeff Lowe to be frauds. Lowe and Joe both threatened Johnson online. He didn't back down. Then Johnson's house mysteriously burned down. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So at this point they have there's four four buildings that have burned. Four. Because you gotta start. The first one was in the documentary and it was his studio. Then his producer who moved to Dallas, his house burns down. Then Barth's house burns down, and now this Johnson guy's house burned down. Four wow. arsons. And only they one. got an arson specialist on hand. I know, right? Well, yeah, they got the person investigating his limo driver. Yeah. <sighs> yep. So, uh, this is another fun one. So, you kind of wonder uh, why no one at Joe's Zoo ever spoke out, right? Because a lot of those people in the documentary didn't seem completely horrible they, they look like they had hard pasts and that's probably how mm-hmm. joe was able to take advantage right. of them in certain ways but some of them actually seem like they really cared about the tigers the animals and like yeah right. for sure yeah yeah, um, yeah so he said in here people often ask why no one at joe's zoo ever spoke out part of the reason was because he made his employees sign a one million dollar non-disclosure agreement which it turns out wasn't legally valid but oh, yeah. shocker. he did. He tried. He made them all sign this agreement. And of course, if you're an ex-convict and you're down on your luck, you're basically right. trash meat for your meals, you know, working endless hours for a hundred dollars a day. Obviously, what do you what do you yeah. know about legal stuff? And if he actually even if he found one online and changed some wording in it, it probably 
is enough to scare someone into not speaking out. Of course. What are you going to do? You're not going to, you're going to see some fine print and see that $1 million and pretty much keep your mouth shut. Yep. Well, that, or they were scared they would get set on fire. That too. You, you probably would. You would be like, I would speak out about this abuse being done against these tires and I will find myself or my trailer set on fire. Mm-hmm. All right. So, this is getting into the last few things that I hadn't actually uh, read through on the list previously, but um, this goes back to Carol again. More proof. Oh, Carol. More proof, guys. Uh, oh, Carol. says, look closely at the restraining order Don filed uh, against Carol. His signature doesn't match the one on the power of attorney, which handed control to Carol in the event of his disappearance. Remember, the wording was changed mm-hmm. on this. Uh, when I asked Carol about this, she said he could barely read or write anyways. And it shows here the two different signatures and the signatures are absolutely done by different people. You can tell that the second one on the power of attorney one, it looks like, like uh, all of the signatures on it look very similar, but it looks like someone who was trying to copy a signature. You know how some people do special loops in their names. It definitely looks like it was someone who was trying to copy that Mm. in some way. Um, Mm. Yep. Yep. And uh, interesting. So here's another thing going back to the fire stuff. Um, oh my God. I know. This says, I first discovered this story through a story in the LA Times that said Michael Jackson's alligators burned alive in Animal Park fire. That was almost true. Turns out Joe did have an alligator from Neverland Ranch, but it survived the fire. Its babies were burned alive. But yeah, yeah, I read something that it was somehow related. Yep. Uh, so in LA Times, uh, it, there was a story. Michael Jackson's pet alligators burned alive in Animal Park fire. It actually has that link to the so article it, and everything. It really is kind of connected to Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this just makes this all the more like... Yeah. It's, just it's all ridiculous. Weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So weird. Let's see. Uh, the last one wasn't as great. It says, uh, Joe posted a video claiming to show his computers being hacked by Carol. However, uh, it was found out later that Carol didn't hack his computers. It was orchestrated by a weed-themed YouTuber named Natty G, who had a falling out oh. with Joe. <laughs> I guarantee she does not know how to hack anything. Yeah. No, she goes down on her bike on the little path and just does her little thing. Yeah. It's anyways, that's 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 my random facts about uh Joe Exotic and the Tiger King. So I love it. Yeah. Any questions, kids? That was amazing. <laughs> cats and kittens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you crazy cool you cool cats and kittens. Yeah. So have either of you gone online and tried to um like research any of the people from from the No. Show? I'm just saving all the memes. Just saving all the memes? Yeah. What about you? No, I, no, but I kind of want to, like, deep dive into the, like, whole possible murder plot now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd say that they left the little notes at the end of the the documentary where um, they mentioned that uh, Jeff Lowe was still running the, um, what was he calling it? The GW Zoo or something like that? Yeah. Um, which was Joe's um, 
his zoo. Well, that actually mm-hmm. is true. Um, so they that's that property that Joe Exotic had his zoo is still technically open. Um, they were trying to shut it down because they were going to reopen a new zoo behind a that was closer to the state line and. Um, so they thought they'd get more traffic there. Um, and it was behind a, um, uh, I was to say ga- a place where you can gamble, um, a casino, mm. I think, I don't know if it's okay, a yeah. or something, but there's a casino oh, yeah. over there. So they were trying to put it on a property behind there. They bought the property and it was Jeff and another guy who was featured in the documentary that also had tigers. Um, they went in on it together naturally had a falling out and so now it's back to just being jeff's property they started on the zoo they started on the construction but it hasn't been completed but if you look it up on instagram it's um under the new name which i think is like the uh oz um and it's supposed to be like oklahoma zoo or something like that. Um, and anyways, that's the one that's ran. If you if you look up um, the GW Zoo, which was Joe Exotic Zoo, it it'll go to their website for that zoo. But then if you click on their Instagram, it'll take you to this this other page. Um, but you see pictures of uh, Jeff and his girlfriend or fiance or wife or whatever that was featured in the documentary. So they are um, still running the zoo. They still live out there. Wow. And they're running in Oklahoma. Can I pause really quick? Yeah. Um, I was kind of, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys remember this. I don't remember what episode it was in, but Jeff, when he was with his wife, I guess, and she was pregnant and they were talking and there was a moment and he was like, yep, she's going to give birth or whatever, whatever. And then we're going to get her back in the gym mm-hmm. and, and then the nanny's going to come and here's a picture of the nanny. But he's serious. Do you guys remember that moment? Yep. And he was like, yeah, he was like, yep, she's going to go get birth, give birth. And then a week later, she'll get back in the gym. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to have this beautiful nanny come and nanny. And I was like, what? It's like (laughs) not very far down into the thread on their Instagram is a picture of him, the wife and hot nanny. Not kidding. Okay. That person exists and she's wearing a crop top shirt and little cut off jean shorts that are okay. unzipped and it's like wow. hot nanny. I'm like, are you kidding just, me? These people exist. Just in the and just in the middle of all the craziness of that documentary, he just pretty much was like, Yeah, my wife's gonna give birth and then she's like two weeks later gonna go to the gym and then I'm gonna have this hot nanny come work for us. And yeah. And she was like, Yeah, I wanted a nanny and he was like, Yeah, and I got to pick out the nanny. And I just looked over at Will and I was like is this real life? It, like, this is the thing. Like, I was just like, this is horrible. Like, yeah. Anyway, just awful. Absolutely awful. Just, just that moment happened. And I was like, this man is a creep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Super, super, I just, super creep. That moment just really bothered me that he was like, yep, yeah. my wife's going to go give birth. And then two weeks later, she has to hit the gym and I'm going to have this hot nanny come work for us. Okay. Every person on this documentary is a creep. Yes. I was just like every person that wants to apparently own a bunch of exotic animals and start a zoo is a creep because le- yeah. one thing that I didn't mention in that entire long list because it kept just being this like little side storyline that no one ever really went after was the guy in Myrtle Beach who uh, is also yeah. a polygamist basically running a cult where he hires women to come in and you know sleep with him and then be 
like sex bunnies with these tigers and poster Ugh. calendars and whatever. And same thing, paying them a hundred bucks a week, letting them live on property in his little cult life. And uh, they get to train the animals and they get more time with the animals. The more they do with him, like, yeah, WTF. That yeah, right up. Now his place got the- raided. But it did because the whole thing was that they said he there was a possibility that if a, a little tiger cub got too old, then he might um, euthanize it, euthanize or, it, or mm-hmm. gas it, or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know whatever happened in that, but I do believe his place is also still operating. So oh. it's uh, that was. That was definitely the saddest part about afterwards when I did, because of course I got curious. I looked up to see, like, are these people still operating these places? Right. And not only are they operating, but because of this documentary, which you would make, you, you, you would think that it would make people see how badly these animals were treated and not want to go see them. But it said, especially even on uh, Jeff's, you know, he, he now owns the GW Zoo, that they were having so many people coming by that they were having to get oh, regular no. traffic. That's what I'm so horrified, especially once people come out of, like, isolation after this pandemic. I'm really horrified that people are going to come, go in droves to these places. No. And, and, and yeah. No, and that's how this documentary ended, actually. Netflix ended it by comparing how few tigers are in the wild compared to how many are in captivity. And there's only, like, what, like, 5,000 or less in the wild compared to, like, how many are it's in like captivity. We're in captivity. Yeah, it's, like, double in captivity. And it's, like, it's not, a, it's not a good thing. And I'm, like, everyone, like, yeah, so we can watch this train wreck of a of a shit show while we're all in captivity and just watch these horrible people. I'm like, don't go, don't go support don't them. Support them. Don't, don't support them. Don't go support them. them. Oh. No, no, no. Hopefully that it'll, it'll like people won't after a while, like keep going to it. Um, maybe because of the COVID thing, it'll make people stop going as much because it did actually say on there uh, that they were trying to make sure that they were staying within the regulations of the COVID stuff because in their states also, they mm-hmm. are being told to shut down for so many weeks and basically go into yeah. quarantine. But uh, you do, it's sad because you got to kind of wonder where it's like, if it shuts down, if it goes into quarantine, what are they doing with all those animals? You know, are they right? You know, are they killing them? Are they are they donating them to zoos or selling them off to other people who definitely don't need to be running a zoo? Um, I don't know. Yeah, even if it says uh, wildlife rescue on it, it's it's making me curious now whether or not these I, places are actually rescue. I know, I know, like Big Cat Rescue, like well, and I I gotta say, like uh, Carol Baskin was not the representative that I'm sure rescue organizations wanted to see on a documentary series because like i was like uh who is this like because i'm like did she kill her husband she did not have a good start in the cat rescue business like this is not the representative that big cat rescues need in the public eye no 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 definitely not she started out even if she had had a change of heart at some point in time she started out doing videos on training people how to take care of that's what it was yes that is what it was yeah she started out with the training videos on how to raise them yeah yeah not good so it's it's very very interesting this whole thing 
and you've got to be I don't even like the word special, but you have to be a very, very crazy, different type of person to want to own, I think, one of these big cats and and commit to that. And yeah, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, uh-huh. I'm surprised. I, I, the one thing I haven't looked up yet is because they the only celebrity they really featured in there was Shaquille O'Neal. And I'm curious if he's posted anything about it. Um, yeah, that'd be interesting. Because I know I there think... were other people, because if you look through, I think, uh, there were pictures already released where there was a couple of the rappers who've po- who posted in the past on their social medias about uh, visiting and holding some of these these cubs and stuff. Yeah, and uh, I think Post Malone yeah. was one of the most recent. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. I think Shaquille O'Neal said something on Twitter about like trying to distance himself from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably smart. Yeah, yeah, but like, if you really find yourself wanting to like own a big cat. Don't do it. Go adopt a kitten from mm-hmm. your local rescue. Yeah. Well, because it, it it's like several thousand dollars a month to feed. Yeah. A big. Yeah. yeah. And they will they will tear you limb from limb. Yeah. Yeah. As they should. Every, yeah. You know what? Cat. Every pet has a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to be soft and cuddly and like cute every single time like and they're not pets they're not they're not pets it's the big thing they're not pets at all it takes a lot to take care of them and they shouldn't even be taken care of they should be in the wild like they should yeah a a regular house cat will swat you plenty and probably give you a little love nip and a scratch and that's all you need yeah Mm -hmm. i got plenty of scars for my cats and i love my cats and they definitely love me but still again they have they have sick days just like humans (laughs) they have bad days they Mm -hmm. have attitude days just come Mm -hmm. on so that's all you need anyways that's that's it that's our coverage of of joe exotic and the documentary which again if you have not seen tiger king go watch it it's very very fascinating and eye-opening yes and frankly if you're stuck indoors it's it's what you need to be watching in order to catch up with the rest of social media and get on board with all of the memes and all the memes all of the jokes about the memes Carol are great. who it clearly was once a prostitute and definitely murdered oh, her husband definitely so weird y'all nobody i can't wait until the, innocent <laughs> i know no i cannot wait until the true crime network even if it's a year from now eventually does like the carol baskin special yes oh yeah i'm yes. surprised there's not a podcast uh, dedicated just to that yet uh i'm in i know in. We'll, we'll, so in we'll catch everyone up on that when that happens next i'm sure once yeah. the the show with kate mckinnon comes out we'll all be commenting on that oh yes 100 so. percent but if you want to catch up to it. all of the memes that <laughs> Lindsay, our resident meme builder, <laughs> has been posting on God bless. Um, go check out our Instagram at the Champagne Way. She's posted some really hilarious ones on there. Um, otherwise, mm-hmm. just ha- Google the hashtag Tiger King and you'll find all sorts of things. There's memes all over. The yeah. Place. So don't worry. I'll be posting more. Yeah. Do it. Especially, yeah. Especially with Tiger King. I've got a slew. Yeah. And if you have been drinking along with us, I'm pretty sure that we said tiger at least a million times and you should be drunk off your ass right now. So well, I yep. wasn't even paying attention. I don't even know if I <laughs> drank even, at the appropriate time. We didn't even pause to say drink each time. It's just like if we go listen back through this episode, yeah, you, you ought to be drunk by now. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. should do it. Well, that's well. it for us cats and kittens. <laughs> 
Yeah. Hey, you cool cats and kittens. Kittens. We'll see you next time on the Champagne Way. (laughs) That's right. If you'd like to follow any of us online, check out Lindsay at... The Prosecco Prosecutor. And Jess? At Hockey Tonk Bell. B-E-L-L-E. And me at Tree Tree Trina. Be sure to check out our Champagners group on Facebook and follow us online at The Champagne Way. Be sure to check out all of our quarantine episodes and we will keep trying to get these to you until we all get out of quarantine. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. Cheers.